0: No. More you talk now.
1: I'm Steve, and I can hardly wait to uh, have our guest join us uh, for the show today. Skateboarding is kind of, sort of the topic on the show today. Uh, it is super popular in the U.S. Um, I didn't realize this. I kind of did a little bit of research. The majority of skateboarders, which is about six million, are under the age of 18. Okay, now those, uh, well, obviously there are some other people that are skateboarding as well. I think there's another uh, few million that uh, enjoy this sport. Those of us that have been on a skateboard, and I've been on one, know how easy it is to fall off and sometimes get injured. I was never injured, twisted an ankle or whatever, no big deal. Haven't been on a skateboard for a while. Uh, But there's a new documentary out that we want to talk about on the show today, and we have two people that have put this thing together, and we've been able to coordinate our schedules so they could join us. The documentary is called Restore Nate. It is a story about a skater, skateboarder, who got a traumatic brain injury as a result of an accident. Now we're going to talk all about this. It's the story of finding faith and joy in the midst of trials. We can all relate to that. Maybe not the specific one, but we can relate to that kind of thing. On the show today, we have the writer, the director, um, and editor, and producer of the film. Hey, guys. Hello. Hi, Steve. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking time. Absolutely, thank you for having us. Thank you. Oh, are you kidding? been looking forward to this. Okay, guys, give us a brief synopsis of Restore Nate, just so people can kind of get an overall view of what's happening.
0: Yeah, Restore Nate is a documentary that I began the process of developing over a year ago that is about the, the traumatic brain injury and the accident of Nathan Lewis, who uh, is a, was a Biola freshman. At the time okay. of the accident he was studying at biola university while i was a senior and the news of the event just rocked the biola mm. community and yeah. it touched a lot of people little did i know about a year and a half later i'd be making this documentary and basically the film is about faith and endurance primarily
1: nice nice it's well and you know i mean it, it's kind of funny because Uh, We're talking about the Biola community. I'm an extended part of that community, having been a graduate of Biola as well, but a little bit longer before you guys. So when I hear stories like this, now, what kind of accident was it? He was out skateboarding with some friends, and and did he get hit by a car or a truck or something?
0: It was a pickup truck. Yeah. Mm. And from the account, it was Nate who hit the truck. So Mm. It was, it was coming downhill, and that's what happened. But he, it was hit at, a, at an odd angle from what was told to us. Huh. So it was like a mixture of both. But um, that's that's how that a- accident
1: occurred. Mm. Now, you guys both graduated. I want to come back to the film. But first, you guys both graduated from uh, the School of Cinema and Media Arts at Biola, which is a very prestigious school. It's got a great reputation. And, I mean, there's there's some great people involved um, we actually are connected with them because we have interns from CMS. Yeah, so yeah. uh which is which is really cool you probably know some of them so but um did you guys do projects together when you were still in the program at school because you both graduated
2: yeah so josiah actually helped me on a senior project by doing a little trailer and it was very, very helpful, and that was the one project that we did work on together, and here we are again.
1: Okay. But it was now, what was this trailer for, Kate?
2: For my senior project, I ran the Cinema and Media Arts Film Festival. So it was okay. just a trailer specifically for a roundtable talk that we were going to be hosting virtually.
1: Oh, interesting. Josiah, did you have... Uh, did... You take any classes on developing trailers? If I remember correctly, there are specific classes you can take uh, about doing a trailer because there's an art to doing a trailer.
0: No, I didn't. Um, I didn't take any formal class on on editing trailers. Even though I've done a few book trailers, one of my when I was during in my freelance time, one of my biggest clients that I did freelance video, uh, yeah, video editing and trailer editing for was Zondervan for under HarperCollins. Oh, okay um so i guess just watching i mean how many of us have seen trailers all of our life whenever we're about to watch a film um so you kind of learn that way
1: so the learning by observation and then being able to put in uh, being put into the crucible to put it together but you know that's a great word because we do we see them all the time and i think we know good ones from not so good ones um, so if you've got that eye and you've studied this, um, now you, Josiah, let's, let's start with you for a minute here. You had a desire, if I'm remembering the story correctly to make for filmmaking, since you were a junior in high school. And, uh, at that point, were you, were you doing any projects at all? Or, or you say, I've got this desire. Now, how, what did you do with it?
0: One of my very first jobs ever was working for the Abilene Independent School District in Abilene, Texas, as a sports videographer. Um, Oh, okay. That's where my video interest was, but Mm -hmm. my desire for filmmaking actually came from script writing. I I just was really interested in writing scripts. And there were some scripts, some stories that I had when I was younger, but when I was in high school, I just kind of matured them and Mm -hmm. kind of looked up how to write a rough screenplay and I put it together and I just, that's kind of where the Lord placed on my heart that I was going to pursue that and that he was going to use that particular craft uniquely in my life. And Mm -hmm. um, it's been a calling that I've seen grow on my life. And it's something that I know without a doubt that God has called me to. It's just now waiting to see what avenues the Lord opens for me to exercise that gift.
1: Well, that'll be exciting to see how you can use that talent and that gifting, you know, and where it takes you. Um, and, I mean, this is this is such a great start, in a sense, with Restore Nate. But you um, had something happen in your life that motivated you to want to tell stories about faith and perseverance. What happened?
0: Back in 2012, my my mother was diagnosed with <laughs> stage 4 lung cancer. When I was a missionary, when I was doing missionary and humanitarian work in uh, Cambodia, when I was in Southeast Asia. Okay. So that's not a really, that's not a fun phone call to have <coughs> on the other side of the world.
1: No, absolutely. Um, absolutely.
0: And at my young age, at the time I was 19, that, I, that was a deep, dark valley mm. that I had never really been in before. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so seeing my mother's perseverance and suffering well. With her cancer, and even seeing how long she lived with stage four cancer up to ten years. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, with stage four, absolutely. Yeah, the doctors called her a miracle patient, but soon the fight would become too tiresome, and you know she would pass away from mm-hmm. from the cancer in two thousand twenty one. So uh, she passed away last May, and interestingly. I was actually on a film set in Haiti when she passed away. So I wasn't in the same country when I found out about her diagnosis and I wasn't right. in the same country when she passed away.
1: So you were halfway around the world on a mission trip when you got both of the phone calls. Yeah, exactly. That had to be hard for you and your family um, a 10 year struggle like that to endure where it was there. I, I mean, it it's, I guess in one sense you and your family were expecting it, but here you are, you know, on a mission trip, out of the country, you weren't able to be with her. Was there any kind of feelings that you went through that were hard to deal with, or was it you had been so prepared already? That I mean, it's obviously sad. It hurts. Um,
0: Yeah, so before she passed away, the Lord graciously gave me particularly many opportunities to say goodbye and to say thank you. In fact, two weeks before I left to Haiti for this film production, I was in Nevada where my mom was living, where most of my maternal family lives. And I told her, Thank you for all that she did for us, and for being uh, for basically, she was my spiritual head. She raised okay. me, and my brother in the faith. My walk with God is reflected by my mother's walk with Christ. Huh. Um, but I, I felt assured that I was supposed to go because the doctors had already given her three months to live at, around spring of 2021, and at around okay. this time, I was on my I was I was preparing to go to Haiti. And I had some friends tell me, what if something happens to your mother while you're there? And I began really considering that. I was like, maybe I shouldn't go because I want to be here for my mother. Sure. But I sensed God tell me, you don't live for your mother, you live for me, and I'm calling hmm. you to go.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: when I sensed that in my spirit, I sensed like, okay, God is calling me here. Come what may. And sure enough, i that's when she passed. So, Again, it's interesting how God worked that out in that yeah. when I was a missionary yeah. in Cambodia in 2012 I found out the news of her diagnosis through phone call and then in 2021 I was out of the country when I was on FaceTime with her death. So mm. it was like a bookend. It was almost like a poetic bookend. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that. It 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 seems very poetic in that in that sense and and I I can kind of relate a little bit to what you're saying uh, because uh, I lost my mom about five years ago and two days after she, um, yeah, it's it's hard, you know, but, but, uh, you know, I know where she is and and we had a great relationship. I know like you, I miss her terribly like you would miss your mom, but it was interesting. I was supposed to leave for the East coast two days uh, after she, um, finished her race of life as well, mm-hmm. and um, the leaders on the East Coast, you know, I called them right away, and I said, hey, because I was coming out to speak at schools and events and, and, you know, all kinds of things like that, and they said, well, look, you know, we don't want you to have to come out here. We understand. I said, no, no, you put a lot of time and energy into this. This is much bigger than what I'm going through, and then my stepfather called me, and he said, Steve, you need to go your mother would want you to go on this trip she would want you to go do what you've been called to do so yeah a little bit different twist but i do understand where you're coming from it's interesting the the journeys we go on you know when we when we lose a loved one when we are trying to to follow our calling and do what you know we know we're supposed to be doing so uh, right. interesting right Yeah, very interesting. Now, Kate, um, let's go back to you for a minute here. When did you first get interested in filmmaking?
2: I got first interested in filmmaking in high school as well. I took a photography class uh, when I was a sophomore, and it was just fascinating to me that even though it wasn't video, it was photography, how Uh you could still tell a story through a photo. Sure. Uh, My teacher was fantastic at really finding the deeper meaning in a photo, it sounds cliche, but it just struck out to me on the process of setting up for that shot and um, seeing the result. It really just struck me. So as I went throughout high school, I kept that in mind, but I also realized that throughout my life, the one constant interest that I had besides sports and all that was I loved knowing the process of television. Um, Mm. When I'd watch a TV show, I would always think to myself, well, how did they do that? Or, you know, I wonder what that looks like to the camera crew. Um, It was just always a thought in the back of my mind. So when I was applying to schools for college, I looked at Biola's film program and specifically producing because that's what I want to do. And they had a fantastic program and I just went for it. And uh, I'm excited to see uh, what happens in the future.
1: No, absolutely. That is so cool. Now, for the the non-informed that are in the audience that are probably wondering, okay, I've heard this word producer keep popping up. What does the producer do on a film?
2: So the producer wears many hats. Sometimes it's hard to pinpoint exactly, but they're most commonly known for gathering funding for the film, but also overseeing all the aspects of it, making sure that all the crew is hired, making sure that, you know, they have the proper locations. Um, So kind of seeing Mm -hmm. the bigger picture. Uh, But their main role is to help make sure that it's financed.
1: That's a challenge, I know, having to raise money, you know, for projects and all. It's interesting how – now, I'm sitting here thinking, people in the audience right now, what would you guys say to somebody who goes – I always wondered if I should get into film. I, is there, you know, like checkpoints or you say, okay, if you, if this happened and this happened or you see this or you feel like this, then you want to test it or you want to try it or, I mean, what advice would you give?
2: I would always say if you're interested, definitely go for it. In the film industry, it's so unique. It's all about connections. So yeah. you could do something as easy as go on LinkedIn look at a specific title and it's such as like a producer and just reach out to them and ask them about their job. It happens all the time where you can just be able to ask a question, even Mm. a cold email. And eventually, you know, through those connections, you can work on film sets and really get to see it for yourself and decide if that's the path that you want to take. If not, you don't have to, and you can find another uh, passion.
1: No, that's a good word because you know, go to somebody who's already doing it. Now, I, I don't know why I've got this random question for you guys because I was thinking about myself. Have either one of you ever done, been on the other side of the camera where you've done some acting or?
2: No, I have not. But I grew up doing dance for a long time, not necessarily okay, like, you know, uh, film performances or anything like that. But I've yeah done um, performing arts before. Joseph,
0: yeah, and you? I did theater in high school. Okay. So yeah, you got a little bit of a far, taste in. Yeah, and of course, with some of my friends' projects, I've been on the other side as well. But uh, mm-hmm. in high school, I did, I did
1: acting. Okay. I've had the opportunity to be an extra in several films. And, okay. you know, I kind of got bit by the, by the bug of it. You know, it's like, ooh, I'd like to do some more of this. You know, because it was fun. Mm-hmm. But people don't realize part of the fun is like, you know, call time of 6 p.m. and you leave at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm you know and one day it was 12 p.m. and we left at at midnight kind of a thing but it it was fun and it's it's interesting to to see yourself on the screen and you know yeah. that, that kind of a thing. And, and it was kind of funny because uh, you know in one scene, walk walk this way, Steve, and wear this coat and this hat. Okay, now take off the coat. Okay, now take off the hat. Now go sit here, put the hat yeah. back. You know, it was that kind of a thing, you know? And I thought, hey, I'm just here to have fun, you know? And, and it was, it was really fun and uh, stuff that I want to do some more of. Um, let's jump back to the film. Two years ago, Nate Lewis, as Jordy said, was injured in this crash and got a traumatic brain injury. Um, And as you said, I can understand this. Campus community was rocked. I mean, it was just rocked from what I understand from you guys and other students that I've talked to. Did either of you know Nate prior to this? And what motivated you guys to do the documentary?
0: I didn't know Nate personally, sadly. Um, Hmm. Kate, did you?
2: I did not. I didn't okay. hear about his name until the email came in my inbox, um, informing the entire school about the accident.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, man. Okay. So I, again, this was summer 2021. So this was after my mother passed. So this was around August. Mm-hmm. I was in church during worship. So I get a lot of, as a creative, you get lots of ideas.
1: Yep. Too, too many sometimes
0: a, <laughs> too many. Exactly. This type of idea was not like a creative idea that's like, okay, I have this cool thought for a documentary. I think it'd be cool to try it out. Or I got this cool idea about a script. Let me try it out Mm -hmm. and work on it a bit. This almost felt like a command.
1: Oh, Almost
0: like the Lord said, reach out to Nate's father about making a documentary. And I was right in the middle of worship, and I—it was to the point where I sat down in the middle of worship and got on my phone. I probably looked uh, horrible that I was on my phone in the (laughs) middle of of church service, but it was that strong. It wasn't just something that I thought of and like, okay, cool, that's a cool idea. Yeah, it was instantaneous, like almost like when. Not, of course, not to this ex- extreme, but sure. when Christ said, Follow me to the disciples. And then the Bible says they dropped their nets and followed him. Mm-hmm. It was similar to that, that I okay. immediately sat down and got on my phone and tried to look up Dan's contact information. It was also, after my mother had passed away, I was also encouraged by a lot of the posts that Dan, the father, would post on the Restore Nate Instagram account and okay. on the Caring Bridge, which they would do updates. So, I was Hmm. gleaning a lot of insight from Dan's wisdom to cope with my mother's recent passing.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: So, yeah. So I, it was a combination of just my desire to tell good stories. And I, I believe it was just a prompting of the Holy spirit as well.
1: Hmm. That is so interesting how you said it was, you were feeling, you know, you were getting help from Nate's dad, Dan, it was helping you and something you just said a moment ago uh, is a, to me is a powerful statement. Again, being a creative and involved in lots of different things uh, as well. I'm an author as well. Uh, telling a good story, to me, that's huge. I mean, there's a lot of stories that can be told, and some of them, unfortunately, are not – they're a good story, but they're not being told well whether it's in a book or whether it's in a film or what, you know, uh, even a song, you know, it's, um, and books can have, can draw you in, in a different way than a film does. Um, sure. But it, that's, it's that whole thing of telling a story. Well, um, I know as, as being a, uh, as well. I'm speaking at events and things like this, I kind of watch people, and I've learned from some of the best that you got to know how to tell a story, and that's what you guys know how to do in film because mm-hmm. you could have the best story in the world, the most compelling story, but if the, the, the film, the project, whatever it happens to be, in this case we'll say film, doesn't compel you to want more to go deeper and obviously the story had already touched your heart and i think in a different way you as well kate um getting the emails finding out you know hearing stories on campus you know all of that kind of stuff um and this was let's see 2021 that was um really in the heart of covid Um, well
0: yeah the the accident was pre-covid so it was like
1: four or five weeks prior to the pandemic, actually. Oh, wow. That's interesting timing.
2: It was very interesting for sure. And it's unique how it impacted me and I didn't realize until I came onto the project. Because hmm. I remember, like I said before, receiving that email and I just remember feeling heartbroken for the family and concerned. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of, a, it's a full circle moment to actually go from seeing this family's name on an email to actually seeing them face to face and hearing their story Ooh. and how much has gone on, um, yeah. since that time, it's been, um, definitely a journey for them, but it's, it's been inspiring to say the least, I think oh, from uh, someone it, who, from afar.
1: Yeah, no, it hugely, I mean, you guys are way closer to it than I am and and it has inspired me. How did you guys connect to do the project?
0: Um, did I call you,
2: Kate? You called me, yes. Yeah.
1: And that's when you kind of laid out, hey, this is what I, I'm feeling called to do. Um, yeah. You know, are you interested? Was it at that type of a conversation then?
2: Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah, so oh, he that's had cool. called that's me. Cool. And uh, obviously, and I had prior known him, but it was, it was a really nice call to have.
1: That's awesome. You know, especially when stuff just comes out, it's like, whew, where did that come from? But even the idea, uh, the concept, Josiah, when, when it came to you, I mean, that was kind of out of nowhere as well. And yet there was pieces that were being put together, you know, in a, a very amazing way, uh, a supernatural way, which is, is always cool. Now, uh, I, somebody out there may be saying, hey, when or where can we see the film? Is it um, – is it online or is it going to be available online or how is this going to work?
0: We are not sure yet whether it's going to be released online and we, we expect it will be, but we just don't know how soon.
1: Okay. Okay, good. So if people want to be kept informed when they can see the film or how they can, how do they do that? What's the best way to do that?
0: They can follow the restore Nate first follow the main restore Nate account, which is ran by Dan Lewis. Okay. And then, Uh, Follow the RestoreNate underscore film account, which is ran by me. And uh, follow our personal accounts because we post about the events as well.
1: All right. Give us the personal accounts as well then.
0: Yeah. Mine is at Josiah D. Solis. D for Daniel.
1: Okay.
2: And mine is at, yeah, mine's at Kate underscore uh, Panici.
1: We'll try to make sure we include these in the notes uh, of this program. That way there are people, because I, I think it's huge. I think it's something that could impact a lot of people and in different ways, you know, from different walks of life. Now, the faith and courage of, of, of uh, Nate's family has uh, inspired countless, I mean, thousands of people. And Nate's dad, uh, I saw, made a statement that he wanted to see God's story at work in their story. Unpack that just a little. That's what Dan wanted to see, uh, Nate's dad.
0: Yeah, I can't speak fully for Dan, but what I can get from that, from just having known him for the past year, is that the story of the gospel is that of picking up one's cross and wholeheartedly following after Christ. And sometimes picking up that cross looks different for many people. Okay. Sometimes people can resent that cross, but continuing to pursue Christ is worth the hardships that this world is guaranteed to bring us. Mm-hmm. And for people who need the endurance to continue picking up their cross, they need to see encouragement and they need to see examples of that. And that is, Will be seen in the Lewis family story, and particularly mm. the story of Nate Lewis.
1: That's awesome. I just wanted to, because I knew obviously you're obviously you're closer to, to the family. I mean, I've not had the opportunity yet to meet them, but uh, I think it's important to unpack things like that because that's a powerful statement. And this this whole concept of endurance and perseverance, as I was preparing uh, for the show today. I was reminded, um, I was in Hong Kong uh, a few years ago speaking, mm-hmm. and it was interesting because I was in a discussion with some leaders, and we were talking about perseverance. And, of course, their language is pictorial, the Chinese language. And, and I was fascinated when they showed me the symbol for perseverance. And I said, what is this a symbol of? And they said, we define perseverance, this symbol, as being able to continue on with a knife stuck in your heart Mm. and that has always stuck with me because the knife could be many different things a different thing for each one of us but the ability to be able to continue on and obviously nate's family's been able to do this you've been able to do this josiah kate you have in a different way let's let's tackle one thing here what advice would you guys give to people in the audience that are watching or listening that are going through some some really deep water some really difficult trials, maybe not as a result of an accident and a traumatic brain injury, um, maybe it's the death of a loved one? Um, I know we just had the second death in our family in less than nine months wow. and uh, it it just rocked our family. It has just and and some of our family members are really really struggling with this, and and I am in a different way. But so it could be any number of different things. But what what advice would you give somebody who's going, ah, man? You know, I I don't know if I can persevere. I don't know how long I can endure. I feel like I'm drowning. I feel, you know, I have all these feelings of anxiety or whatever. And I know that's a whole other discussion. We could spend a whole show talking about that. Maybe we should sometime. But um, what pieces, nuggets of of wisdom would you guys give?
0: Uh, Surround yourself with people who care about you and love you and who are a good encouragement to you. That goes for anyone. I'm not going to immediately jump into trust God because... Uh, some people freely choose not to and they're inclined to do that and they're at, they're, at, they're free to do that so they also need to find avenues of consolation and comfort so just surround yourself with people who care about you who love you a pastor or a professor at school and don't be afraid to be vulnerable
1: mm. good word kate
2: and i'd completely agree with that i was just about to say uh, community from over the course of my life, I've just seen how much influence a community can make, whether it be a small intervention such as a phone call or a text or even something larger, as in uh, with the Lewis family having um, so many people come together to be able to, you know, help with like meals or even like in the documentary, you'll see how their like house changed. And um, yeah, community, it's, (laughs) It's sometimes so hard to encompass, like, just how impactful they are until mm-hmm. you're in that moment.
1: No, it really is. And, and you have to come to the point, I think, where you recognize it's okay not to be okay. Yes. And, and rely on, on your community. And that doesn't mean you have to rely upon everybody, but it's a community. Uh, Josiah, you said find those people that love you and care about you. And that you know there's you probably have a broad circle of friends, but not everybody loves and cares about you in that way so it's it's such a tough time for so many right now, you know, and that's partly why we do you talk is we want you talk's all about you talking to us, and it's like, hey, guys, contact us, let us know if there's something we can do to help you, or we have conversations like this with people like you guys that that can give us a different angle you know to what's going on in life. I want to go to a a comment, Josiah, that you made, but I'm asking both of you to respond to this uh, because I think it ties in with what we were just talking about. You mentioned the concept of struggling well, and I think that's huge. And, And I think people are in the audience right now are struggling, but I'm not sure they know how to struggle well. Unpack that, guys.
0: Well, that is something that I'm still continuing to learn, but I am fascinated by the concept. I saw it firsthand with my mother. She gave praise to God for everything that was befalling her, even to the point nearing her death where she didn't have enough strength to even shower. Mm. She would have to call Mm. upon help first from Christ. And then when it got closer to her death, her hospice nurse. Just okay. to bathe, and she still thanked the Lord, saying, "The Lord helped me bathe." Huh. And suffering through that, she never was bitter, and she never cursed Christ. She was learning, as Scripture says, the outward man is slowly dwindling away, okay. so that the inward man is and slowly is slowly renewed each day. So she was experiencing firsthand what scripture talks about bearing our burdens alongside Christ. And one of the things that my mom told me is that she found herself worthy to suffer alongside Christ, though she wasn't being tortured, though she wasn't being nailed to a cross or being abandoned by the father on the cross. When he cried, why have you forsaken me? But scripture says any suffering that we go through, we should rejoice. And she was learning to rejoice in that. Hmm. Same thing for the Lewis family. Mm-hmm. With all that yeah. has gone on, they are still finding ways to be thankful and to give Christ glory.
1: Hmm. Isn't that interesting? What a thankful, grateful heart, what a difference it makes. Kate, how how do you respond to this, this struggling well?
2: Well, in that moment, we like to think of the big picture. There's this wrong, there's this wrong. Oh my goodness, it could lead to this terrible thing. And honestly, struggling well, you have to take it Ah. step-by-step. Step-by-step has always been um, my motto whenever something gets tough. Uh, Mm -hmm. And Josiah's put it beautifully with, you know, how his mother really handled her cancer throughout her entire journey. It was the little things. If we can't, you know, be able to look at the smaller picture, then we lose sight of the bigger picture, and we can get lost within that. Um, Mm. It kind of helps us, like, recenter ourselves, and that's where I feel like God does a lot of amazing work within us, (laughs) not on our own merit, is through those small moments.
1: Yeah. Uh, Somebody once said, how do you start a journey of a 1,000 miles with the first step? Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking Absolutely. about here is taking that first step. And and I love what you guys have said. Well, well said, well done, because it is step by step. You know, it is a heart of gratitude. It is finding something to be grateful for. It's I remember sitting down with a family member who was really struggling. And I said, I want you to make a list of everything that you're grateful for. And this person said, I have nothing to be grateful for. And I said, mm. That's the problem. That's the problem. If you step back, we no matter what you know, and and somebody who's battling cancer, somebody who's you know trying to watch their young son, you know, get back and and uh, I mean, it's exciting to see that um, you know how we can struggle well and how we can see our lives change if we have the right attitude. And for those who have a relationship with God, looking to him. So um, it's been really great to have you guys join us on the show. We'll have to talk again about some things. Yeah. What's the best way? Give us, again, social media stuff where people can find out about uh, the film and then people can follow you guys.
0: Yeah, my Instagram handle is at Josiah JosiahDSolis. And then the Restore Nate account, follow the main RestoreNate account and then RestoreNate underscore film for the film account. Okay, good, and then, good.
2: Yeah, my Instagram handle is at Kate underscore Panici.
1: Nice. Guys, thank you so much. I mean, it, this has been a real encouragement. This has been beyond informative. I think people, there have been some people in the audience, I have to believe, that have been helped and will be helped. I would really encourage you guys, if there's someone you know, who's going through something similar, whatever it happens to be, but a trying time, lots of trials, uh, you know, a a flooding in your life. I mean, we've had so many floods now. Uh, Even in Southern California, it's been crazy, roads being washed away. But, um, and reach out, reach out, take it a step at a time, And rely on that community. Find that community that you know loves you and cares about you. Kate and Josiah, thanks again. It's been great. Look forward to uh, having more contact with you. Thank
2: you. Bye. Thank you very much.
1: This is You Talk Radio.